Okay, hello and welcome back to episode two of Bitcoin Cash Podcast with me, Jeremy. I've got Jet today. Jet, say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously we did the last episode uh, last week and then, you know, it was pretty well received. Got a, got a few subs, got a few donations as well too, which was pretty cool. So, uh, I think, you know, we, we're just... Uh, you know, I thought I'd thought I'd do another one. So, yeah, I mean, I guess I talked about last week uh, that I've been in in Bitcoin since uh, 2013. Jet, give, give me the rundown, man. How did you get into crypto? Like, what? How did it all start? Um, so I, it's weird because so I had heard about it like when I was a kid, right? I'm only 23, so I heard about it when I was a teenager and really couldn't. I didn't involved. have any money to my name to begin with, but there was no uh, interest in me to go and read about it or do anything with it. But um, when, you know, as an adult, I started a, an artisan e-liquid company and um, I don't know, I wanted to start investing in things, but I didn't want to deal with uh, middlemen for the most part. Uh, so people had directed me towards cryptocurrencies and stuff um, and I had paid a little bit of attention but I didn't really put any money into it until it was like right before the Bitcoin cash split I, uh, I, I wasn't even aware that there was really two ideological sides either I was just like oh cryptocurrency cool I had Exodus as a wallet and I was like I'll just get a bunch of them and this will be neat um, so I got a little Bitcoin. I think I put like $100 into it or something like that. And then just moving it um, like from exchange to wallet and then just other wallets trying to test out like how do you actually use this? Like it was my first experience with cryptocurrency and I was kind of learning on my own. So um, yeah, it was not a really pleasant experience. Uh, but I was like, I don't know, this is really my only, this seemed like the, the perfect fit in my mind, even with a crappy user experience. So I kind of stuck along with it. And then I, um, it was probably like a week or two after the fork, found out it was a thing. And I still had, uh, I think I was interested in like XMR or um, Monero, Monero yeah. at the time. But uh, I didn't have any. So I just like, took all of the Bitcoin that I had, put it into Bitcoin Cash, and then heavily advertised that as a business I wanted to accept Bitcoin Cash because, again, it just seemed like the perfect fit, only without the bad user experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I think even for, like, the entire year, maybe year and a half, that as a business I was accepting Bitcoin Cash, um, I maybe convinced, like, two friends to buy products with Bitcoin Cash, but there was no adoption. So um, I was in a couple Facebook groups with around cryptocurrency uh, or revolving around cryptocurrency and um, they'd kind of directed me to online communities and uh, I, I was invited to the, I think it was called the Bitcoin Cash Fund Discord channel at the time. And they kind of pushed me to start hosting meetups. Um, and that was really when, yeah, I feel like it was like since, and that was only like two or three months in, but since I started doing those meetups, um, 
I was really just like all in. That's a, a large <laughs> part of my focus is now um, cryptocurrency related. Yeah, well, I mean, people get sucked down the rabbit hole, you know, and I think that that like that is the phrase I used last time, and I, I think that's that's so true, you know. Like I had, I, I've had a bit of a, a break from it, but when I first got into it, I was so obsessed with it, and I think that's one of the things that just shows that it, it is going to change the world, right? Because that like there's just things things that are that interesting to that many people for like that sustained period of time and stuff like that. It's not it's like Pokemon Go. I think of is like the classic thing of okay, there was already Pokemon and then there was Pokemon Go and it became this huge like viral hit for what it was, like three months or something and everybody was playing yeah. it and then it, it just died, right? I don't know whether or not you can still play it now, but it's basically not relevant, right? Like there, there's a big difference between something that's good once and something that's like can sustain itself, you know? Yeah, 100%. So. I think the... Uh, I still... I actually still see people t like playing Pokemon Go, but I also t like take public transit. So, you know... Uh, certain demographics kind of fit yeah 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 i guess i don't know i i've, I've been i've been in isolation so i haven't seen i haven't seen what's going on. maybe maybe it's still kicking off i don't know i guess it uh depends every it certainly different died down a lot but. yeah yeah it, it had its like uh big moment and and i think that's something like with as well with like crypto is already pretty niche even though it's grown enormously like since where it was and then if you um you think now bitcoin cash it is really it is really the underdog i'd say in the whole uh versus uh bitcoin battle and I, I, yeah i find it really interesting that you said about there was that two like ideologies or anything like that because i i feel like that that was a later addition you know there even at the time of the split i don't think there really was two ideologies you know this whole like bitcoin being a store of value and all that shit that's sort of like a uh post you know post uh, rationalization that they've kind of added in right because that that was one of the beautiful things about it in the early days was that like when you when it was just there was just one bitcoin was everybody was on the same page right so even though it was a small community it still like grew regularly and stuff like that because every, everybody was pulling in the same direction and then with the split it's it's had its like ups and downs right so the the upside is that obviously it shows that okay if there's altcoins or whatever like if bitcoin is facing a massive threat it can maybe just splinter down into like smaller versions which can iterate faster you know to stay ahead of the game kind of thing but then on the other hand it did also just completely wrecked all the momentum of the of the community and and bitcoin cash especially being the smaller side of that i really feel like it's got to uh work its way back up but you know i'm i'm confident i'm confident i don't know about you but you know um I, I'm not too concerned. Like, yeah, price movements make me happy, sure. But like, um, for the majority of my participation in the cryptocurrency ecosystem, I've been either down or just barely broken even. So, it's like, I've like written it off in my mind already. Like, I'll ride the wave to zero if need be. Otherwise, like, it's still useful to me, and that's what's, uh, like, I could still pay my bills. I. Uh, just as a little experiment, I was like, I'm going to live the entire month of January off of Bitcoin Cash. Fuck yeah. And I can't do, like, direct with it, but uh, I have managed to pay all of my bills with it. So, like, what I'll do is I'll pay with things with my credit card and then pay that credit card bill off with Bitcoin Cash. Man. And that's been pretty That's That's actually sick. And I, I think that's a good thing, you know, like, that's what I'm trying to get in that mindset as well, too, at the moment of, like, 
Uh, I've got maybe some more work coming up and stuff like that. And it's it's sort of like a side gig kind of thing. It's going to be like, pay me in Bitcoin cash, man. Bitcoin cash, or this is not... This is not happening. And then the same thing as well with my current work. I've, I've asked them about it too. I mean, just, just sowing the seeds, you know, or maybe 10% or 15% or just 100%. I don't know, whatever. But yeah. uh, we're just trying to get them to that step. But, you know, I think you really need to get, get into that mindset of like, it, it's supposed to be an independent economy. And, and even though the hype and the price speculation stuff drives a lot of the adoption because it gets media attention. So that's a good thing. But on the other hand, it does also mean that yeah, you sort of need to be in it. Like you need to get past that and get to like, what is the actual you know point of this? And then the price kind of kind of follows on afterwards. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah, let's just like rock and roll with that. So let's just check in. So this was the stats I just pulled up earlier, but let's just load up Coin Market Cap and see what is the actual latest price. But Bitcoin basically down a little bit. Oh, looks like Bitcoin. Is it a good time to I buy? I think it's a fucking good time to buy. I mean, it's always a good time to buy Bitcoin in my mind, but, uh, you know, or Bitcoin Cash anyway. But Bitcoin 32,000, Bitcoin Cash 397. I don't know, it dipped down. It was like 360, something like that. Or maybe it was even a little bit low. Maybe it was like 350. I don't know, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely dropped off a bit. But I think that was more just like the whole crypto took a bit of a hit. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like specifically like Bitcoin Cash doing shit. And uh, let's see here. Give this bad boy a thumbs up. I'm feeling good about Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. 61% good. That's a little on the low side. (laughs) Maybe people not believing as much right now. But okay, so we got 0.012 BTC. So down a little bit. About 75 to 1. Uh, yeah, you know, funny, funny that I <laughs> bring that up as the first thing, even though I'm like, yeah, the price doesn't matter. All right, so here's the more exciting part: is that the transactions are still kicking off. We got here on Coin Market Cap. I mean, um, Coin Dot Dance, three hundred twenty-three thousand transactions for Bitcoin, two hundred thirty-five thousand Bitcoin Cash. So it, this gap is getting pretty small, eh? Like, you know in like real world usage so, you know um i see there's some concern about like where that is like the transaction volume is coming yeah. from are you concerned at all that it's like mostly one platform yeah i mean i don't know like i i take it as a i take it as a as a point like I mean, well, we're going to have a look in a second at like some of the other metrics like I did last week. I looked at the uh, USD volume as well and you could see like that that was growing as well. So it wasn't just like a lot of people spamming. But I don't even think it's not even necessarily a big problem if it's like this read.cash or noise.cash doing like most of the transaction volume. I don't see that as a huge problem because in, in the long term, obviously, it's not sustainable or super like uh, positive or anything like in terms of you know creating a sustainable scene but on the other hand like it starts with one kind of thing right and it's actually better to have one thing that is killing it and is like actually creating a lot of traction than to have like four or five things that are kind of so-so and not really getting it anywhere because on an exponential you know if one thing is really kicking off that's that's a lot bigger and then even if that's driving most of it like to start then that gets people's eyeballs and then you know other other things kind of like fragment off from there so yeah i'm not i don't know i'm not super concerned about it uh you know it's always better to have so more transactions you, than not basically yeah are you aware of uh, like memo.cash or memo? yeah 
because there's like three or four that's why i haven't figured out as well too is there's like memo.cache there's like member.cache and there's like whatever it's called noise.cache and read.cache uh so it's like i don't know whether they're really that different or whether it's just and then there's also block press press. which i believe is like an open source thing okay let's have a look at that too then okay decentralized social networking so this is what these are, it's it's just more like variations on the idea of sort of integrating payments with um with like social media right as well as some sort of oh it's you know uncensorable kind of angle right yeah so if if memory serves me correctly memo.cache was first mm-hmm. and their whole thing was like you're essentially packing up your posts or your activity on a social media network into an op return um like output yeah yeah Yeah. um and so not only does that allow like developers to build whatever social media platform they want where they just tap into the blockchain but it also means that like a front end could choose to censor certain things but the foundation of it is uncensorable so like anyone can still have access to messages or like prove certain things from like verified um, signatures and things like that Um, but yeah on those platforms memo and member everything as far as I know happens like on chain whereas I don't think that's the case with read or noise.cat yeah I mean uh, like because that's that's yeah then it sort of gets into like you know how much does bitcoin cash really need to be uh a sort of like oh, I don't want to say layer two, but like a, an extended kind of thing, right? Where you have like Ethereum is just like gone all out on oh, we're gonna have all these smart contracts, and like they have so much shit you can't even really follow what's going on to be honest half of the time. But basically, they have all these like grand ideas, and they're gonna make all these apps and the like DAO and like whatever other stuff they've got going on. And it's like okay, obviously never it's going to be like McDonald's are going to be like, oh, yep, you can pay for your burger with this because it's going to be like, there's way too much crap going on, you know what I'm saying? Well, I think I think fundamentally it's just like you have to keep the concept of it to... Uh, it's not even necessarily... A, well, okay, when people say means of exchange, exchanging what, right? Well, they say it's value, but in this case, you can have like worthless or valueless data right because that value is a perspective thing so it's not just a means of exchanging value in terms of like a monetary Mm -hmm. sense but also like just pure data it's like just another uh, communication protocol as far as like fundamentally as far as yeah yeah and i mean i but i think a lot a lot of it did come down to this sort of uh it's sort of like a a vc investor type mentality right where people are sort of like trying to be the next most hyped crypto by having the newest feature and the newest feature and that's not sustainable right like in my mind the killer app of cryptocurrency is payments like that okay there other stuff will come on but because obviously people who get into this stuff are generally on the sort of far end of the innovator spectrum in terms of like how they want to push the boundaries and try new things and stuff they get into bitcoin they're like this is the sickest thing ever and then before too long you know that's old school right they they moved on to the next thing and the next thing and like whereas actually the majority of the population is still like way back here right and even just getting them oh, onto yeah. like payments is going to be the biggest fucking like uh hurdle so 
yeah i mean i think it is definitely something that i want to do a whole uh, show about like in the in the future but that what kind of what you're saying about bitcoin being sort of like a communication medium you know the the principles of money and the whole idea of the the two the what's it called the the generals problem like the two generals problem and the oh uh yeah the byzantine generals problem yeah yeah, exactly and the um the double spending and all that like that that was really the fundamental issue you know breakthrough of uh bitcoin and then everybody's sort of built on it in their own ways right but uh yeah so so you know like in, in that sense i sort of feel like yeah maybe bitcoin cash it kind of just needs to get get payments right and if you have these other like tokens or like social networking or whatever that that's kind of cool but really the payments and the limited supply like for creating a new economy to me is the biggest uh part of it and you can see like with bitcoin sv that they sort of forked off they're doing their own thing but they were just like let's just they're basically like making like some sort of drop box right where everybody was uploading these like <laughs> files onto you know stored in the blockchain forever and all that i don't know if it's just my own bias but i haven't found any reason to believe that participation in bsv if not for like the ironic meme is just like cult worship stuff like it's very uh like exclusive not in but it's weird because they they're saying that they want to make bitcoin accessible the world over right but we need to do this right that's why we need to have everything on board you know but then also like anyone that doesn't follow whatever their governments are saying like we gotta target (laughs) these people we gotta go after these people yeah and then there's the whole um well we're gonna prove craig is satoshi by law and that's an interesting angle to take as well so it just seems like oh and i saw an amazing post today which i actually i thought this was genius but to me it's like a self-defeating thing and it's that um uh, it was something. It was comparing Craig to Jesus. First off, just want to make uh, that already, already started off strong here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was along the lines of like, do you think if Craig uh, proved that or proved the way that people are asking um, that he is Satoshi, um, that people would believe him? And then said, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, they killed him and nailed him to a cross. <laughs> Craig's like looking over his shoulder. He's like, "Oh shit, they're coming after me!" Like the pitchforks, the fucking the Romans with the spears, you know. It just, it's like, so it's how much of Bitcoin is faith-based, and how much are people like just religious extremists? I mean, it's an interesting idea. Like, I think you know, from my point of view, I think one of the most underrated aspects of of bitcoin was the fact that satoshi whether willingly or not right that's up for debate that's probably a separate topic or whatever but for, for any you know for for their own reasons or not just went went quiet and just gone out why because then the community yeah. just had to figure it out on their own and it meant there was no like figurehead you know like for for me that's one of the big problems with ethereum or any of these other networks like even if ethereum is decentralized in theory in practice it's like at least from the outside i mean vitalik is says i want to put in this and everyone goes genius idea and they all put it in you know or he's obviously going to have a lot of sway as well as a lot of the money from being you know one of the early people in it and a lot of the other cryptos are the same right whoever's sort of 
whether in theory they're not, but in practice, basically they're running the show, right? And Bitcoin doesn't have that. And I think that just makes it so much more immune to that sort of, uh, you know, reasoning by authority type thing. I, th I think Bitcoin Cash is actually the most like perfect example of Bitcoin not having that. Every time there's been any weird like um, uh, consolidation of influence and power, that that figurehead has been cut off. Well, because people people fork off deliberately. I, well, I, I would say it's for better. I mean. It, it, you, you, you sort of got to have some sort of leadership in the community right like Roger Ver he's a huge you know he's like got a lot of I'm sure what he says like it, it makes an impact right but at the same time yeah you, you don't want it you want to have it you know decentralized right it's got to be spread around you want some people who are sort of community figures you want the devs you know you want some of the people who are the big like business holders or whatever you know you sort of want to have that have that spread around which of course makes uh, agreeing to anything quite difficult which is the whole the whole bitcoin you know mantra of like decentralized consensus you know so yeah I, I don't know i think i think you're right though i think bitcoin cash definitely seems to have the best spread and and maybe over time you know that will allow it to pull ahead of uh, other other communities because every idea has to live on its merits rather than sort of by decree right so yeah well, just in like the node implementation diversity mm. alone i don't i mean i'm not well versed in this but um i i know it's the highest or the the most uh diverse in the sha-256 like mining algorithm but i'm not sure if it's the case for all proof-of-work coins but it wouldn't surprise yeah i mean me. that's so like for people who don't know um you know i mean i, I do intend this podcast to be quite like uh you know, <laughs> raw, but you know, you just sort of <laughs> try and keep people on it if they then the, you know their first ever time finding out about crypto. Like basically, when you're running on on your network of um, of a cryptocurrency, right? You have uh, people running the software that checks all the transactions and everything like that, called the node software. And so, with Bitcoin, the main Bitcoin, or the, not Haycoin, the main Bitcoin, with BTC Core, BTC. Uh, they basically they have like 99.9% of people running it are running it on one software, right? So if there was a bug in that software, or if you know the developers who are in charge of that, if they have a certain agenda or a certain idea or whatever, then that just sort of or if they get compromised, yeah, exactly. Or if like I don't know, yeah, whether the government buys them out or whether there if there was yeah any any sort of like issues there or um, you know even just if they were like hacked unknowingly and then somebody was putting up. Uh, new releases of Bitcoin and everybody just downloaded it without checking it, like all those kind of things, right? Um, it just creates a central point of failure. And so in Bitcoin Cash, because of the history of when it split and there was different people who wanted to do it different ways, but they all had a bit of a central idea, they, they've sort of built a, a few different versions. So it seems like the main ones right now, so Bitcoin Unlimited is 42% of the nodes. Bitcoin ABC is about 29.6, so nearly 30%. BCHN, which is... Um, Bitcoin Cash node, that's about 25%. And then you've got BCHD, Knuth, Bitcoin Verde, Flowey, The Hub, Bitcoin XT and other, all with like, you know, under under 2%, under 1% in most cases. So th those ones maybe need to get a bit of uh, a bit more traction. But even just having those three, like unlimited ABC and node, yeah, that, that is already like healthy diversity in terms of, you know, who, who's coordinating things and 
obviously they all have to agree on on any upgrade right which means that uh it's probably a good idea if it's been independently checked uh in those different like yeah. cases right okay so yeah let's let's just power on a bit so with these transactions then so yeah this is kind of like over this three months it's been it's been going oh fuck i gotta make it so this is like actually fairly visible but yeah something else that i was just thinking about um looking at holy cow this like preview thing it always just flicks through it. Uh, i want to turn that off how do i not do that maybe we can just run it like this why is it uh am i touching my keyboard or something i don't know why it keeps rolling forward maybe it's my maybe it's kind of playing around with my mouse so yeah basically like yeah so here's some of the like usd uh volume for um bch and i also put ethereum on this graph which is the red line and then Bitcoin Cash is in the yellow. It's probably kind of hard to see, but basically Bitcoin Cash is doing about the same amount of actual like USD dollars as as Ethereum, which is which I think is pretty significant given that when you look at the like coin market cap, you know, like Ethereum's monster compared, you know, let's see here, 153 billion versus what, 7 billion. So, uh, I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot of real world usage, like, by um by proportion you know i think so like that that sort of gives me confidence that it's not all people spamming like <laughs> one cent on on noise.cash you know and then another thing i've got here as well is that i was looking at i saw somebody suggest one of the reddit threads so coin days destroyed um i don't know how familiar you are with that yeah i did see that. yeah, yeah. but like for, for the listeners basically the idea is that um if you had like one person who just sent you know one dollar in bitcoin or even a hundred dollars or maybe a thousand if they sent a or a hundred thousand dollars of bitcoin but they just sent it to themselves over and over and over and over again it would look like you had a lot of usd going around on your network but actually there's no real economic output right but the coin days destroyed is basically that if you have a something in a coin in your wallet and it sits there for one day and then you send five dollars well that counts for five dollars but if it sits there for two days and then you send it then it's two days times five dollars is ten dollars and if it was three days it would be 15 and so on right so the amount of um the relevance of the transaction is the size multiplied by how long since you moved those coins so it gives more weight to ones that haven't just been recently uh spammed around in a in a circle and like you can see it's a pretty inconsistent sort of uh, pattern here, but basically, recently there has been you know significant spikes in the in the coin days destroyed as well too. So yeah, it doesn't really seem like a lot of people just sending around some tiny pool of uh, of coins, you know. Yeah. So like with the um, one. Okay. So the next thing I've got here is so I've been watching the transaction uh, stream pretty pretty heavily and let me see if I can just pull it up here on the side but um, I've got I, I took these three little like gif clips of uh, TX Street as the as the week was going on and I just I just found it so interesting to watch because you can see the like people are very visual right so you can see the exact difference so we have a look here so this is sort of like the two transactions per second which is like a lot of the time what what Bitcoin Cash is doing right um, and then if I load up the like 20, 24 per second, which is what uh, we've been having some of with um, when noise.cash, when it really, if it spams all its transactions at once, you get more like this. And you could just see like instantly 
how many people in the world would have to be using Bitcoin Cash, you know, for it to be constantly uh, doing that kind of volume. But I think that's where we're going, right? If the if the trend continues, if the the growth continues, then what is sort of exceptional at the moment to have twenty three or twenty four, um, you know, transactions a second, it, it will just become the regular. And even if that small amounts, you know, that adds up. I, I think. So the question is, like, how long? How long for it to take? What's the, the time horizon? Uh, I don't know. People yeah. people struggle with. Um, you know, thinking in exponentials, I think. So well, we can even have a bit of a look if we have a look back at our, uh, our graph that we have there. But because it's like there's just no growth for so freaking long, right? And then uh, God damn it, now I'm struggling to. Um, oh, that's right. I need to. Oh, wow. I'm doing a terrible job of getting this graph to load up what I'm thinking of but yeah like if you can see like this kind of growth you know from under uh, 100k like 50k to nearly 300k in a month so in that you know even if it was like a linear growth uh, this is this is what this is like 0.5 transactions a second or less and this is like two so that would be even in like a year if it was if it was a linear and if it's faster okay. than linear, you know, if it's exponential, which <laughs> it's more likely to be, hopefully, if the if the growth continues, then, you know, maybe it could be like six months, seven months. Uh, yeah. You know, which which goes by fast, right? Like crypto is a pretty pretty young space, but at the same time, I mean, the amount of change in especially in a pandemic world where everybody's just sitting at home you know doing doing not much like just twiddling their thumbs you know six months from here to there uh yeah it doesn't you know doesn't sound all that long so i think that would be a pretty optimistic case if in six months it was doing 24 transactions per second but i can't see how if it got to that if it was getting to that kind of volume consistently how people you know the market would not start to think like wait a second there's something going on here right this is not just like even if it's one cent transactions, you know, I think if, if Bitcoin Cash takes over the use case of those smaller transactions, it can work up to the bigger ones, right? Where Bitcoin can't really do the opposite. It can't be like, oh, we are the gold standard for the million dollar payments and then slowly trickle down into small, you know, things don't work like that, right? People, people start yeah. off with, they adopt based on, on small amounts and then they kind of, uh, kind of move on, you know, move on up from there. All right, so yeah, this this is like the theme that I sort of saw on the subreddit this week was this kind of grassroots uh, adoption happening, right? Which was, yeah, like in the early days when it was all, uh, like I was saying, when everybody was on the same page and stuff like that, the really exciting things you'd see on the subreddit would more often not be, oh, we hit a new price high, right? That, that would be in a small window where everybody was hyped up about that. But the more interesting thing would be somebody like, look, here's a picture of me at you know a bitcoin meetup and there's like three people here you know and they're like mind blown you know that even three people gave a shit about bitcoin in their city you know uh, and that like yeah th yeah that's how a community builds up right so i saw these posts of these people in like uh bangkok i think in thailand and like this looks delicious as hell by the way i don't know what this like <laughs> chocolate biscuit is but it's bloody good but yeah basically that that's what um you know that's the kind of uh, adoption like because one conversation we sit down with somebody across from them 
you know, in real life, maybe have a drink if you're so inclined and like, you know, the conversation you have there, it just counts for a million times, you know, any people arguing on Reddit to each other, blah, blah, blah. Like that's so easy to just switch off and just dismiss. But as when you're sitting down with, with real people, you know, that like that's the actual links of a community that, that make a, a good community, I think. So, yeah, if you can sit someone down and be like, let me send you a dollar and it's like the quickest dollar they've ever received then it's a pleasant experience like they get excited about it yeah yeah and i think you know like that social aspect as well just really drives it home right because i i I, we will do uh, you know another episode about this i do i do i have a plan for an episode about this but that the value of a currency is is, is the community, which is not something that we're intuitively think of these days because of in a fiat currency, you know, the government just says, okay, this is it. So the community is sort of predefined, right? It's like a geographic location for the most part. And so you're born there or you move there or whatever, and you're just like, well, this is the currency and, and you just use it without kind of question. But in this world of, of cryptocurrency where people choose and there is a very high opportunity cost, right? You can't just uh like you can't have one dollar both in bitcoin and bitcoin cash or in australian dollars or us dollars at the same time right you have to for each dollar you have to pick uh which one it's going to be and like you know you can be on two social media networks at the same time you know (laughs) spamming to all your friends uh at once but you can't really do that with with money every dollar you put in one is a dollar you're not putting in another one so in that sense the the currencies are really you know, uh, competing to have this, to have the strongest and most vibrant and interesting and the best network of people you can trade with, you know? So I think, I think that's really important. I've never heard that before. And that's like, I wish more people talked about it. That's an awesome, like should write that up, quote it, make boomer memes for Facebook. People will eat yeah. it. That well, that's right. Like that's that's kind of part of the idea of this podcast, right? And I think that's why I say I'll I'll definitely I'll, I'll make it a topic for a whole uh, a whole episode, but just talking about that. And and again, it sort of comes back to what I was saying about when when before the fork, you know, the whole Bitcoin community was on one page. And when I talked about last time about the the dominance of the currency was like ninety five percent, and all the other altcoins were like shitters in the gutter part of the reason was because bitcoin had so much energy and momentum as a as a community and then once that started to fracture down you know people started thinking oh fuck this and they went off into the the other ones for like a variety of reasons but i think the way bitcoin cash will outcompete bitcoin will be by by building that community because anytime you look on our bitcoin now look in the bitcoin discussion it's all like oh we're gonna hodl and get like Lamborghinis or whatever. It's okay to have some of that, you know, you can have a little bit of that, but you just don't see posts anymore like this kind of thing. Like, oh, I met up with someone and, you know, we had that or I, I, uh, you know, I was, uh, you know, whatever, like somebody just makes an artwork with like Bitcoin involved in it or just any kind of thing, something that's not so, you know, price focused because that, that draws away new users, you know, new users come for the community. They need something to, that like draws them in. And it's not like we're all going to get rich. We're all going to get rich. You know, like that, you're just like, that's a scam. You know, any, any, anybody knows that if somebody's like promising you, you know, money, if the whole driver is money, 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 rather than, oh, wow, look at all this stuff that's being created or this cool, 
you know, vibe or, yeah, community or, or anything like that, right? So... Yeah, as a little bit of, like, uh, maybe foreshadowing yeah. here. Uh, I even saw that with the whole GameStop shit. Exactly. Like, there was a, the Wall Street Bets Twitter account, or Wall Street Bets Chairman Twitter account or some shit like that, um, was, like, they only control us uh, because we use their currency. And... Um, People were making suggestions for them to use Bitcoin, obviously, um, but a lot of the replies were like, "What? And pay thirty-two thousand dollars for one one Bitcoin? Like, what's that going to do for yeah. me?" And it's like this this idea that you have to have the whole thing, and you're like buying it specifically to make your fiat dollars off of it. Like, having it be uh, a club with a goal in mind definitely seems to be a better fit than, you know, like a I don't want to say like a pond. That's what it. That's what it is, though. If it's always, you know, it's just like a multi-level marketing scheme. You know, if it's just like, that's yeah. what the people in Bitcoin now seem to be, yeah, very focused on is just the sort of, yeah, more people in to to pump the like price up. You know, that and they don't really have that understanding again because it was sort of lost along the way, right? And that's where I think in Bitcoin Cash, if you read on the subreddit RBTC, and you can see there are uh, there are a lot of the old school people there and and because they have that attitude and they're like look don't worry so much about the price you know what about this cool thing or that cool thing or whatever then over time you know that spreads around to everybody else and it becomes like that and then when the price goes ballistic you get a fresh wave of people who are just interested in the price but if they come there and there's a lot of you know moderated voices saying look let's get hype about this but also did you know about this or this or you know that's how people really uh really integrate and the thing grows and yeah the whole wall street bets we, we're going to get to that but that that's like uh pretty quickly too actually um it's just one or two more slides but that that's that's you can see that happening right is that the price like they took this stock from what two dollars to four hundred dollars in in like under a month and the growth is just nuts why because everybody's just yeah. like hodl and uh diamond hands and like all their memes and stuff like that like it doesn't take very much to move the price because the price is set at the margin, right? If you have people who actually like believe in it as a as a vision rather than as more like, oh, we're all here. If GameStop was all, we're just here to get rich, it wouldn't work. But because it's uh, because it's like, oh, we're all gonna stick it to Wall Street and we all in it together, that's, that's where the magic happens, right? So yeah, we'll get to that in a second, but I just have one more slide here that I wanna, uh, bring up of these two other like examples of this sort of like grassroots innovation um, so I mean this one's pretty cool again this is just sort of like with these hessian bags here and whatever again this is just sort of like marketing and stuff but very like passively right it doesn't need to be like get bitcoin cash instead it could be like hey you need a bag or you need these books or like whatever they're doing use that and then bitcoin cash is sort of like a an add-on or it's in there so yeah it's a value add it's not like you know, it doesn't have to be the focus, you know. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the photos from, uh, there was like a food, Bitcoin Cash food theme uh, competition in the uh, Coin Party Hackathon? No, I did not see that. Let's see if we just look that up, like Coin Party food hackathon. I didn't see that, but that sounds pretty sick. Let's see here, FinTech review. Oh, here we go. BCH themed food mini game. Alright, this this already <laughs> looks great. It's gonna make me hungry. <laughs> I look at too many of these, uh Oh god damn it. Alright, yeah, do you do you know what the link is or like 
I don't know, we can pull it up now or oh, whatever. Know. Anyway, it's all right. We can always just like leave. But yeah, basically, what, what, what was the what was the point about that though? Was that yeah, they were like integrating it into yeah. So it was, uh, well, um, so during a hackathon, just as a way to like you know boost morale and whatnot, um, they had a little competition for I think it was like five or ten dollars in the prize pool where if you whoever had like the prettiest looking Bitcoin Cash related food item essentially got the prize. Yeah. And the winner was like, uh, I think his name, you know what, I don't want to even say it just in case I'm wrong. But uh, he made this like, like fruit salad with like a BCH carved into the skin of one of the fruits. Oh, man. And it was just so pleasant looking. I don't know, made me happy. Yeah, and it's just those those cool, you know, funny things. And it's, it's like, it's a classic of, uh, especially like a, a Reddit community as well, that things do sort of, it's centered around one topic, right? But it diversifies into all these random little avenues of like people making songs about that thing or making, you know, yeah, like artwork or or food or, or short stories or like, you know, whatever, any kind of like creative expression or hosting meetups or like all kinds of different uh, things. And that's just so healthy for the community. Everyone loves that shit. And it just, the more like, the more that everything just crosses over and it just naturally becomes uh one big thing you know the, the stronger the yeah the stronger the community the more enjoyable it is just to be a part of a community where you can go on the reddit and you're like that's awesome you know i love that or you know you could take some inspiration for it yourself you know it's maybe i'm sure some people see that photo and then they go out they you know cook up their own meal with like <laughs> throw a bitcoin cash symbol yeah. on it post it up for some calm or even don't just just eat it at your house or you know have it with your family and they're like oh that's pretty cool you did that you know um because i like this one right which is this this was this really made me laugh like i i didn't get it the first time i looked at it but the second time i looked at it i was like that's amazing somebody uh you know with monopoly and they just put the uh qr codes on the on the like everybody had a qr code and then it's like okay now we're playing monopoly but with bitcoin cash balances you know that's unreal that'd be easy easy piece man yeah yeah like it's not very hard to do right but it's just the kind of thing you would i I would never think of this in a million years right but like i've played i've played monopoly uh, a bunch like my my family at christmas every once in a while they have monopoly game i just remember like my uncles you know and they would be they like they're just screwing you out of the money and all these like deals and stuff like that and it's it, it, it just you know you can you can incorporate bitcoin cash into that and have it not be a big deal and it just it just adds it's just such a small you can't have a cheating banker with <laughs> there you go yeah exactly exactly you can't be fr- you gotta have to make some like other sneaky moves you gotta have your other like uh you know phone in your pocket and just under the table be like recharging <laughs> your balance or whatever yeah exactly you have to just double spend on the network you know like throw in an extra community chance card that's like just double spend attack like <laughs> the most expensive uh, Monopoly game. It's just people trying to, you know, bribe the miners to <laughs> transact. Yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, I just thought it was so, because there's so many ways you can do it as well too, right? Because there's like, okay, I think the way this uh, poster did it was with these sort of SLP, you know, tokens. So they had their own little tokens being traded around on it. But I thought as well, like, I, I can't remember exactly how much money you get in Monopoly, but it's like 500 bucks or something to start, right? You could literally just do it with that, where everybody has 500 uh you know like 
satoshis or, or something like that and literally it's all just the price is the price you know you put you pay the price you pay the price and everybody just makes a new wallet for the game and just send it around and then at the end of the day whoever won won right so i can just imagine this like you know bch high roller game where it's like we're gonna play monopoly and everybody rock up with 500 bch and <laughs> that's how we're gonna do it right like i could just that would imagine that would be so sick you know like yeah that would be like some casino royale type shit you know like <laughs> that's good you know and it's all like you know for real stakes or like with poker as well like uh, i'm kind of interested in poker there's you know there's people making like you know blockchain uh blockchain.poker and stuff like that you know where and it could you know just adjust to whatever your budget is right if you want to play for one dollar bitcoin cash because it's so divisible so it's not really a problem and if you want to pl- yeah, they've got really low low stakes tables, so you can. I think I think with like as low as like ten cents, you can play around yeah, poker. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, all those things, they just they just they just add up. They're so, they're so cool. But any, anyway, that kind of stuff I, that gives me a lot of faith in the community. When you see a lot of a lot of posts like this, so yeah, shout out to the user who did this uh, Monopoly board. Like all the links are in here, so. Um, you know, I'm going to upload the slides as well with the on uh, BitcoinCashPodcast.com. So if people uh, are watching this and they're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool," and they want to check it out, you know, see what the community reaction was, it was all there. So yeah, but let's go on here with the main uh, topic I think for today, which is this uh, Wall Street bets uh, versus Wall Street, which has really just kicked off. I mean, it obviously, it's been going for like a month or. T- or a year probably from the exact beginning but it's really just you know capturing the public imagination i'd say in the last 48 uh hours you know have you uh have you been much involved in this i no i stayed on the <laughs> sidelines until it blew up yesterday and then i was just like ha this but you knew about it earlier like I, you what you've been you heard about this uh, on the grapevine uh i heard about like a like maybe like no it's just like it was still within this week maybe like two three days at oh, best man. but yesterday was like okay it's kicking this off. isn't just like a joke anymore yeah it's trending on yeah yeah exactly like oh well i'm jealous because i feel like i'm out of the loop because i only um i only really heard about it like yesterday morning i think and then i looked into it uh yesterday afternoon and like yeah full disclosure for the podcast listeners i do i did pick up a little bit of gme and also, uh, what's the other one? AMC, uh, just a small amount because I was just like, I've got to be part of this. This is financial history right here, right? I don't, I don't even care if it all goes to zero. Like, I'm having no problems hodling because I'm just going to go to sleep and forget about it, you know? But uh, I, I just, I love that stuff, right? It, it's just, it's a big part of why I'm in uh, Bitcoin to begin with and just all that, like, so many momentous events in finance like with mount gox and all this like stuff that happened in bitcoin and to me this is just the exact same thing it's like you, you've got to be involved like it's worth it for the story just to have one of those stocks even if it goes to complete shit and if it doesn't and it kicks off hell yeah you know so uh yeah i guess we'll just go through it a little bit but first i just want to throw this one in this is me on wall street <laughs> like uh few years back so i just wanted to establish some credibility to the to the listeners that uh you know might be an authoritative source on this not that i'm a, an expert in <laughs> stock trading or anything but i just thought that was funny but yeah so basically for people who don't know it all started with this um 
company GameStop. Have you ever been to GameStop or bought anything from them? Or it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's, um, I mean, not in many many years, but as a kid, I went to GameStop pretty frequently. Damn, because I'd I'd literally never heard of them like until this uh, until this whole event, right? Like I'm a I'm a bit of a Okay. You know, like I, I know, I know these kind of stores. Right, they had some in Australia when I was a kid. They had EB Games, which is basically like the same thing, right? It's like that store where they're gonna have like you know computer mice and like all the different video games and like the you know uh, light up keyboards and shit, and then probably also like some Pokemon cards or so, you know some like mix it up a little bit. Yeah, they're pretty well. Like yeah, that. yeah. So had um, anyway. There's this place, you know, GameStop. I guess mostly in the in North America then, and they uh, they were basically just a dying business, <laughs> as you say. Like people would not be going to them as much now because who buys like now the Steam and whatever? Like who buys physical copies of games? Like probably grandmothers for their kids, like buy you know like their grandkids they buy. But no, nobody's like really. So this business was just like dying, um, and the hedge fund, you know, this big hedge fund called. What? You got to go or something? Oh no! What's up? Did you drop out? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh. oh, you're back. Are we back? Yeah. Oh, right on. I was just about to send you a message. All right, it's all good. It's all good. We'll, we'll we'll edit that bit out. Um, but yeah, anyway, this so this uh, company, you know, and they were they were basically down on their luck and like pretty much probably going to go bust. And some hedge fund uh, called Melvin Capital saw this opportunity and was like, "Fuck yeah, we're going to short the hell out of this stock." So for people who don't um, know necessarily too much about uh, shorting or finance or what it involves. Basically, the idea is that if somebody else has a, uh, a stock, like in GameStop, uh, and I think the price is going to go down, I can say, hey, lend me your, your stock, and then I'll sell it. And then when the price goes down, I'll buy it back. So then I can give you back your stock. But also, I've made a profit because I sold it uh, at the higher price, and then I bought it back at the lower price. And obviously, the, the problem there is that if I'm wrong, if the, if the price goes up, then at some point I have to realize, ah, oh, I fucked up, like I, I got it wrong and I have to buy back the share at a higher price to give it back to you and that's, that's my own uh, loss as well as the longer I wait to do it, potentially the more it goes up as well as I have to pay you for the interest of, of borrowing, your, borrowing your stock over time, right? So uh, what happened was that this uh, hedge fund had shorted uh, GameStop at more than 140%. So of, of all the shares, I think there's, there's something like there's about 50, 51 million shares or something like that publicly traded. And they have shorted well over that, like more than uh, 60 or, or 70 million stocks. So even if they could buy all the stocks and hand them all back, they still would you know, be uh, potentially liable for having to own, to buy back more of these stocks. Um, yeah. So yeah, like, and then that leads into a thing called uh, uh, potentially like, so what Reddit figured out, right, is that they found this information that they had 140% um, 
shorts on this company, which I guess had a bit of a feel-good story because, <laughs> like, they all bought games there growing up as a kid or whatever. And they thought, wait a second, if we just pump the price of this stock up, if we all buy up the stock and we don't sell it, then the hedge fund at some point they have they have to they have to buy them off us. But if we don't sell, then the price just keeps going higher and higher and higher, and we all get rich. And it sort of quickly turned into a bit of a. Um, you know, a fuck you to Wall Street and a bit of like a Occupy Wall Street round two, right? And just just kicked off like that. It was a so much better version of an Occupy Wall Street. Like, Occupy Wall Street didn't do shit compared to this. That's right, yeah. People are panicking right now, right? Like, yeah. Get liquidated. Yeah, it's completely different. I mean, like, I, I when uh, when my mate told me about this, when I first heard about it, that was I had this sort of skeptical reaction, right? Because even though I'm big on all this stuff, and whatever, whenever I, when I heard about it, I thought oh, it sounds like Occupy Wall Street because they all rocked up or whatever. They stood around and they like were salty outside a building, or whatever. And then a couple of weeks later, like they all went home, right? Like actually, actually, nothing changed really. Like everyone got to feel good. Yeah, we stuck it to the bankers, but really, like jack shit changed, right? And this time, it's the complete opposite where the hedge fund have been basically outmaneuvered and they're on the hook. And at the moment, they're basically just handing out cash you know, to, to, to the actual investors. So it's like a, a true revenge of the, you know, of the people versus uh, Wall Street because it's hitting them on the metric that Wall Street cares about, which is, which is the money, right? Did you see any of the thing with like Robin Hood or... Yeah, yeah. I've got some slides about that. Yeah, yeah. Where, okay. Yeah. But go on. I'm curious. I haven't. I haven't heard much of it. Obviously. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll give. I'll give a bit of a summary and, uh, and and get some of your thoughts. But yeah, basically. So you know, and like just to to sort of give a bit more of a sense of what the real like I'm going to say issue in inverted uh, commas, but is is that for the hedge fund because they're now in this potentially short squeeze uh, squeeze position where the uh, stock price is rocketing up and they need to buy some back which then not only rockets the price up further but it encourages everybody else piling in <laughs> on uh, reddit or or in the world right any investors uh and it just keeps getting higher and higher and higher and eventually they run out of money and they go bankrupt right so this this company melvin capital they've already down like more than two and a half billion in like a couple of days and uh i think they've only got 12.5 billion so at some point they're just going to go bust and then when they go bust then their broker is on the hook and if the broker goes bust then the bank is on the hook this is not the kind of debt that you can say oh our company failed like sucks to be you it's like it, it transfers down the line and potentially if this keeps this really blows up in the next like couple of days even more than it already has then it might trigger like a financial crisis like uh like 2008 style banks meltdown so yeah we'll have to see what happens <laughs> what happens there but basically um you know one of the problems is for the hedge fund is that usually they get in this situation and it's them and another hedge fund right the other hedge fund is the one that's got them over a barrel so then when once they're fucked they can go to the other hedge fund and sort of sit down with some lawyers you know mediate it out a little bit like look okay we're gonna have to pay you guys a ton of money to get out of this but like what what's the price basically like so that we don't go bust or can we convince you that if you melt down the whole banking system like 
that would be bad for you and for us like that that kind of a thing but they can't do that in this case right because they can't like go to reddit and post and be like hey guys do you reckon you could just ease up on us or whatever it's like not a fucking chance right they double down yeah exactly it's just like it's fanatical you know sort of like decentralized mob they can't they can't negotiate with that mob under really any circumstances so that's that's kind of even why it's even more like uh shocking right so i have so oh here we go so i've got this guy uh here uh deep fucking value yeah classic yeah. uh reddit username <laughs> That's a post from a year ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, this this is yeah. one from uh, recently, but this is showing he's got like thirty three million in profits because basically he started this all one year ago, like you're saying, where he, he yeah. said like this stock is way undervalued, and he started seeing these shorts coming and all that sort of stuff, and he just started chipping in money, right? So I think it's a bit of a it's a parallel, right, to like cryptocurrency, right, where you know somebody ahead of time sees that it's going to blow up, like people who are buying Bitcoin at one dollar or whatever they start accumulating it up maybe it's volatile sometimes they're up sometimes they're down but the groundswell sort of starts to build and then the community just just takes off at a certain point and it's just like this unstoppable force it'd be exciting to see yeah i'd like to see this happen with not just like like honestly if the redditors just move from stock to stock and pump and dump it along the way like just to wreak havoc on the finance world i'd like to see but that's you know that's maybe like what we're going to be looking at here right because i mean it's too early to tell how it's all going to work out at this stage but basically it's it's very likely that at the end of all this some users maybe some are going to lose the money but at least some of them who've been in you know like this guy or or whoever else who, who've been in since the early day they're going to come out of this with a few million right and oh, yeah. if you have if you have enough like already with the groundswell of support it's like it's more than enough money once it's all pulled together to actually like kick around with the big place on wall street so now once you give them like round two but they're already loaded up with like a few million each you know they could probably just put 50 50 percent aside and be like i'm sorted for life and then the other 50 percent it's like back to the casino you know to, to have like another round it's gonna be it's gonna be wall street crazy. Bets just makes it wall street b2 with hookers and blow with more hookers and more blow I that's, guess. that's what it's gonna be though right like it's gonna it's like some sort of real life like wolf of wall street type type i mean i guess the wolf of wall street was better than a true thing as well but you know it's it's like the next uh the next iteration of that right and, and it's pretty it's pretty cool so i've got a link here yeah so this guy chamith pal palhipatia um he basically got on cnbc and was talking to them about uh you know what was all going on in the markets and stuff and i recommend uh, people have a look at this this clip that i've got linked here but it was just it's just amazing where he, he's basically you know spitting facts where he's like look the the wall street has been rigged against retail investors for so long and people have just been making so much money and the hedge funds have the advantage because they can have the, all the information hidden about you know what trades they're doing and stuff like that and of course as soon as like you, you, you know, the reason they can't just expose all this stuff publicly is because the internet hive mind's pretty fucking smart. So what, if they put all that information out there, then this kind of thing happens where, you know, people collectively uh, find find where their tripwires are is how he explains it. And, 
put him to the torch basically and the the host of it is incredible they had this this here is like a three minute clip but they had like a half hour segment that later got taken down for copyright but uh it was pretty amazing watch whether the the guy who's on the program like the host he knows he's in the wrong it's one of those situations where he's like stumbling on air he's like his points don't really make sense or they're not very coherent right because basically he has there's no answer right that's the that's the facts and he's trying to put up this narrative of like oh but i think the retail investors are going to get burnt and then they're going to come crying to us because they didn't, you know, they were unaware of what was going on. And the guy's saying, them, this, hey, do you understand, mate? You've got like 4 million people on Reddit who they know what they're doing. This is not like an accident. You know, they're, they're switched on. Like probably, I mean, probably at least, you know, some of them for sure are, you know, finance professionals and all that. And once you multiply that with a whole mob and they just make one Reddit post and everyone goes, yeah, yeah, got it. You know, this is the strategy. Like that's all it takes, right? I think, uh, I think the most interesting thing to me is that CNBC is like, um, oh man, well first off, that CNBC is taken seriously at all, but <laughs> they're, uh, they invited, I, I can't remember the guy's handle, but he was live earlier today and I was watching him, he invi they invited a YouTuber on who normally talks about investments in stocks and Tesla and that kind of thing, yeah. and they invited him on sometime last week to talk about Tesla. But then this morning, with all this game stuff, GameStop stuff going on, um, they were like, oh, well, maybe we could switch it up. And so him on his live stream was like talking shit about it, essentially, <laughs> and saying that they're so out of touch with reality that even despite the fact that he's talking shit about them on the live stream, he's still going to try to go on to the show yeah. so that he can get his point across about GameStop. But like, if. Uh, did you see that reddit had shut down wall street bets for like the subreddit for or that they at least locked it for yeah, yeah. a couple hours or something like that. yeah this is it but just that there's it's it's like the big tech censorship thing only with like retail investors in this case yeah that's right exactly and so there's and i mean that can you know be like a killer app for crypto right which is that obviously the appetite is there right like the the, the market knows or people people are fed up with this in in a large extent that the internet you know i sort of think about it as like the internet you know 15 or 20 years ago legitimately was this very like freewheeling <laughs> type of like anonymous place right and then over time it's sort of become more controlled where okay with the rise of social media and people are you know over time people become more comfortable with putting you know their actual name and face on the internet and it's not all just like comments on the web that are just being deleted later you know now everything's like archived and like people you know getting social media blow-ups and politicians get called out for all this random shit that they did 15 years ago and all that stuff right yeah so i think it yeah i don't know it's just to me like the you know the pendulum has kind of maybe swung too far in that direction and so now there's a bit of a correction starting where with the rise of crypto and everything like that, it will be like maybe more of those options will come back into the mainstream, right? Like even like people now, you know, five years ago, you asked, nobody knew what a VPN was. Like people just straight up didn't know unless you were in that niche, like VPN, what is that? But now people, oh yeah, VPN, you know, they've got, they've got these ideas. It's like an ad in every YouTube video <laughs> for one now too. Yeah, exactly. It's obviously striking a chord, right? Like people, people are getting 
more you know paranoid is maybe not the right word because maybe it's justified right and and like uh yeah. julian assange you know edward snowden right like these kind of, there's been or even elon musk saying like you signal yeah and signal blowing up exactly there's just so many you know the the trend is definitely in that direction and that awareness is like spreading around to people and yeah the, that's that's something that i think crypto can bring like it's just people people have to have a people need to be primed for it and i think that's a really good thing is if you say to people i oh, use this blah blah if they're not if it's not even a priority for them or it's not in their mind to be thinking oh what about my data security and what about you know who can read my messages and what's the point you know then it all seems a bit like cloak and dagger but if if they know if they understand if they've had these problems or they've seen this like even recently i've had a load of people um wanting yeah to switch messenger because they're like whatsapp was integrating with facebook and i'm not happy about that and and stuff so it's 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 pretty amazing i think like crypto is on the right side of history uh in that sense and it's 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 there at the right time it just needs to be ready for people to to really migrate into it right yeah just i've been saying for the past like three years now that shit's ready it just needs to be used yeah but i think that i mean it, it is just to me it is just typical of a uh an engineer heavy type of um or tech heavy type of uh community that the mentality is a bit more builder than they will come right like everybody's just sort of like busy trying to figure out the next issue and that's kind of one of the ironies of this whole like scaling debate and everything has been that you know it's like so far in the future like it only came up as a critical issue at the time when it was like we've hit the limit right and people were people were sort of rabble rousing before that but then once they got to the limit even by the time it hit the limit though it wasn't actually immediately a problem because if the fee goes from one cent to two cent nobody really notices the difference right so it's taken those extra couple of years for it to build up where now it's like four or five dollars that it actually is starting to matter and it will matter increasingly more going forward but as far as I, yeah and the btc folks still don't think it's even <laughs> yeah that's right so. they're like that dog i love that movie they're the dog sitting in the flaming house and they're like this is fine you know but i i think what they don't realize is that it's not necessarily that uh they're sitting there the dogs they're all sitting in the house together all saying this is fine and they send their one transaction to their mate, it costs them five bucks, but they've both been in BTC for three years, and that's fine. But what they just don't, the unseen force is the flood of new users, which just looks at that house, looks in the window and goes, yep, not here. And they just go off to some other, like, crypto, you know? So it, it's not, like, necessarily that Bitcoin is going to shrink so much as everything else is just going to ex- grow and expand around it. And by, by the time they wake up, it'll be too late, probably. Um, but yeah, I think I think crypto could really use like uh, some some more like UI design and UX design, that kind of stuff. I think is going to start coming in. Um, like I mean, some of the bigger exchanges kind of have it because they're they're a bit more like user facing. But I think yeah, all the sort of great engineering work work in the world doesn't really matter if you don't have like. Even things like uh, the YouTube videos that we have now, where it's like, how does Bitcoin work? And, you know, you can sort of get into that more or less as you want. And some people have made some with some, you know, diagrams and animations and shit like that. But that will increasingly get more and more like ramped up to like a modern standard of how easy and simple and clear everything should be, right? 
Yeah, and I'm hoping the barrier of entry for that kind of stuff gets lower and lower, like as the industry kind of progresses as well. Yeah, I think it is over time. And yeah. yeah, I think we see that with like I think BCHD has done a good job making trying to make it easier for de- like uh, just developers in general to communicate with the blockchain, and then things like uh, like the software development kits. Uh, I think uh, Bitcoin.com had, I don't know if it's still maintained, but I know they had one for a while. So that kind of thing, I think, is all just going to mature. And as it does, like, hopefully those uh, those people who focus uh, maybe too much on engineering <laughs> solutions to problems that might not even be real problems, um, just focus on, like, you know, more front-facing experiences. Like, how do we pick up the first user how do we retain that user like what engages that user um, and how do we integrate that in a daily like of, of flow so it's not like oh i have to do this thing or i'm participating this is like a conscious like oh i'm using my cryptocurrency for this thing how does it just flow with their day-to-day life yeah yeah that it just plugs into the the system or yeah it all just runs in the background and i think that's what we'll see you know it really is it's like all, all of this stuff that's being built it's all like the pipes it's all like the underground like plumbing for everything and then probably it just needs yeah. a few more sort of like all uh <laughs> what i'm imagining is those super mario pipes you know that like come out of the ground you can just jump in them and go to the alternate little reality it needs a few more of those uh pipes and i, I guess we'll start to see that and i in some senses that's where the split of bitcoin and bitcoin cash i think can actually be quite beneficial in the sense that because the Bitcoin community has self um, isolated itself into this loop of like, oh, we're just all getting rich and nobody needs to even use our currency, is they're not even competing on that field anymore. They're not even going for that market or that aspect. And that's where Bitcoin Cash, because people have a bit more of that mindset, they can maybe think, oh, well, we've got to, you know, they, they are working on those problems. How do we make this attractive and interesting and, and, uh, usable and, and everything and again that's another topic that i, I definitely want to explore in in more detail but yeah like just to quickly to get back to this uh wall street bet stuff i, I don't know how much time you got but probably don't want to go on like forever uh you know we've already we're already at uh more than an hour but anyway basically so then yeah they shut down the subreddit for a little while and then with the robin uh hood was is this investing app that a lot of people were using to buy uh gme and buy these um buy these stocks on to screw the hedge fund and uh now that then the app has uh robin hood which a lot of people were using and the other ones as well like eToro and uh 212 and whatever they they prevented users from purchasing more of these stocks so they didn't you could still sell but you just couldn't buy more which is the most like blatant case of like and it wasn't it's not like a tech problem it's like we have deliberately disabled the buy button on this even though we are a share company and that should be our job to the more people that want to buy the better right but they just like disabled it um and i have another slide here where it's just like sort of you know that the hedge fund are actually part owners or they're related to the app so obviously the order came down like you, you guys have got to stop this like we're getting we're getting murdered up here please switch off the buy button and they did but now it's going to turn into lawsuits and it's going to be a whole thing right yeah i saw a, a couple users claiming that 
not only did it block them from buying, but it also like automatically sold their positions for Holy them. Holy fuck, that's that's real bad. Yeah. I'd be furious if they've got yeah if they've got like, proof of that like, oofed. but the thing the problem the problem in this case as well though is that it's not even necessarily like whoopsie by the by the app and by the company <laughs> they know what they're doing, but it's cheaper for them to have a class lawsuit class action lawsuit with. 4 million people complaining about their stock than it is to pay this short squeeze of 150, you know, 140%, which has now gone up to 250% of all the stocks, you know, at potentially $10,000 or $100,000 or a million, you know, like, I don't think it's going to hit a million, but uh, potentially, right, in a, in a world where the, all the, you know, Redditors or all the investors which is fanatically like, we're not going to sell, right? So then there's, yeah. there's just been more of that today. I've got a bit of a screenshot here of like the GameStop um, price that I took. I don't know when this was, about like an hour ago or something like that. And uh, a couple hours ago maybe. And yeah, it's just been like up, you know, to 400 and then down to 119 and then back up and forth. You know, it's just this live battle like between the, I mean, the hedge funds are basically still screwed. It does, you know, even whether it's between 200 and, 2000 it's rearranging deck shares on the titanic for them because they still have to buy back twice you know two and a half times as many shares as actually exist and the redditors have already bought up like such a huge percentage of them but um you know it's, it's still just like you know fascinating to watch this like financial you know waves crash basically so because it's a publicly traded stock the people that own like is there a way to view essentially like the who ha the heaviest bag holders of GME right now? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, I don't know. Uh, we'd have to look that up. But I do. What I do know is that, like in a yeah, I mean in a standard um, yeah publicly traded company, you know, you will have disclosures of like who is the biggest shareholders and stuff like that. And it's like the founder or the the guy who they put in as the CEO who is all part of the story people can look that up if they're interested you know what he was doing and how that sort of led to this whole meteoric rise i don't know the details right but i think he has like 13 percent uh and then there was a couple of other like uh you know companies that were the backers or the investors of this company and they also had a certain percentages and i think the retail investors so it's like the redditors or whoever <laughs> whoever liked gamestop who was just buying on the open market i think that was like about 54 percent or something like that okay. of the of the total amount so like obviously you know like a I th i'm pretty sure it was a majority share it was like pretty pretty close to that but then whoever those uh people are like um the ceo and stuff that i mentioned you know if he had 13 percent, he's now like a billionaire right he's he's chilling if his stock's gone up 100x and he already had you know, 13% yeah. more. So, and I think all all of those major shareholders and stuff, they're zipped lip. Because they, they, as soon as they say anything, it can only end badly for them. You know, if they're like, the SEC is like, you're manipulating the stock up or you're manipulating the stock down or you're like spreading false rumors or you're insider trading or oh, whatever. Wow. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Like, they, they, they are definitely not going to comment while the Reddit army is on the march. Otherwise, they're seen as like, oh, suddenly you're at the head of the wrong you know you're like charging them can up can you imagine if the uh, the head of GameStop just put out a tweet that was like we're overvalued and then shorts his own <laughs> stock and just doubles his money right then that would be fucking crazy 
It'd be amazing. He'd just like, Schwarz- yeah, well, then he'd be probably going to jail with the rest of them, though. So I'm <laughs> not, oh, yeah. not too worried about that. But yeah, maybe it's some, maybe it's some universe, you know, like, I, I, or, or, yeah, I mean, even if, even if they just came out and they were like, we're definitely undervalued right now. Or they, I mean, there's so many things, like, I, I don't know all the ramifications, but because the company has grown so much, like I saw some people suggesting on Reddit, like, GameStop now has a ton of, like, equity in the market because their price gone up. They could start acquiring companies, right? So they could be like on the back of this sudden surge, just like, oh, we're going to buy up a few of our like smaller competitors and then actually sort of try and cobble together enough business to justify maybe not this valuation, but like, you know, some some sort of valuation, right? Which is also... That'd be cool. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's a bit of an angle to the story, right? Is that there's like... Pay, it is it is sort of this like struggling retailer versus the giant market like type story like i think the fact that it is gamestop adds to it right if it was if it was you know scumbag lawyers corp who happened to be the ones that had been over leveraged you know and where the opportunity was i can't see it as you know catching as much fire in the public imagination right yeah so yeah i think that that's definitely contributed, and then I've got a bit of a quick slide here about um, about this was the Volkswagen went through a similar thing with the short squeeze, and this is like sort of how the graph looked, right? And then this is sort of the the theory of okay, well, up until the point of this podcast, this is this is about how it looks. So in theory, you know, the big boom should be tomorrow Friday when the shorts come in, or over the weekend on Monday and Tuesday, like as the shorts uh, start to liquidate. So yeah, I mean, as of recording right now, it's Thursday night. Um, yeah, ten thirty. So <laughs> we'll be in for an interesting, uh, interesting time. We'll have to see how it all plays out on the next one. So yeah, I guess the the last uh, point about this, yeah, probably as we're getting close to wrapping up the show, would just be talking about uh, all all of that. We already done it a bit, but just in the bigger sense of like tying crypto in with this. GameStop stuff like what what your thoughts are I mean for me it it just it just it ties together a bunch of things right like obviously it's very similar to crypto in that it's all this sort of internet funded like hype and very viral and as all the users flood in you know you can see you can just see that kind of same event happening with Bitcoin cash right in a different universe or maybe you know a year or two down the line if there was if things went slightly differently you know that instead it would be like bitcoin cash and once everybody got on the same page it would it would just pump up and especially with this yeah go go on i could see this exact thing happening with bitcoin cash like you have blockstream and co shorting bch and every time the price of bch like rises against btc they end up selling whatever they have to try and bring that price back down i could like i just see the exact fundamentals for not exact let's say but i just see a lot of parallels and similarities yeah i mean i and i think you know some people do have that now like who knows i mean that's another reason why when people say oh but bitcoin if you think bitcoin versus bitcoin cash you think bitcoin cash is the one well it's look at this shit like look at this graph like bitcoin cash just crashed against bitcoin and just like fucked for like this whole time like why hasn't it really gone anywhere and it's like that that stuff takes a long time to work out of the market if you think at the time of the fork everybody who believed in 
BTC had just as much BCH and probably a lot of them sold it straight away and then some of them sold it a bit later and then a bit later and then a bit later and a bit and it just takes so long for all those coins to filter off uh, out of the market yeah. from people who are not actually really believing in the currency anymore but ultimately of course every time the somebody sells a coin it gets distributed to somebody who is more willing to hold on to it right uh, at least at that point in time and so over time the the base just like builds up you know it's like layers in a in a brick wall where the the reason that the price is at whatever price it is is because you can't find anyone who will sell lower right and so as as the as the coins like spread out over time subject to the other changing conditions of the market there's just more and more bitcoin is and bitcoin cash is just being hoarded so yeah i mean i think that's why scalability is such an important thing because you don't get to pick the the viral moment right it just it happens when it happens yeah. and when it happens you want to be ready for it so that it can just power off and be a huge thing and that's where bitcoin seems to have come a bit unstuck in that with this latest bubble it kicked off and it did and i mean again it was still very like speculative but they're not converting a lot of those users to long-term people that actually want to want to use the currency because it's just too expensive and so that that's it like bitcoin can't really or maybe it can go through another bubble in terms of the price but in terms of like exponential growth of transactions or users it, it just can't um yeah you know so yeah it just Interesting. Yeah, I, d I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to bring up just before we uh, wrap up the show here? You know, anything that's been on your mind with the the Bitcoin Cash community or GameStop or anything? Uh, shout outs. Do you want to you know? Uh, do you want to shout out your YouTube channel or anything like that? No, I have a list of people I would like to share. Yeah, help. This is a unfinished list. Uh -huh. But. Um, this is everyone that's donated to the the dev fund so oh, far. Oh fuck yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. So like for people who don't know, you've got a uh, a bit of a yeah a fund like a well you can talk about it. It's like Flipstarter, right? Yeah. So um, yeah, I've wanted to be more active in the development space, uh, like and try and build some of those front-facing apps that we were talking about, uh, but. I, every time I've tried to learn programming to any extent on my own, I've always felt like I needed that curriculum or some kind of like, here's goal A, goal B, goal, like the building to get to wherever level of knowledge I need to get mm -hmm. to. And so um, uh, I decided after this most recent hackathon that um, I was going to go and uh, I make dick fuck all minimum wage right now so i figured hey i'm gonna see if uh <laughs> some of these uh some of these people could help cover my education essentially because uh my main goal is to help contribute back to the ecosystem so maybe it'd work out for the both of us yeah yeah um so i set a 20 bch goal with a seven month timeline um with the thought like it won't get funded first off secondly even if it doesn't get funded in that seven months, I've personally given myself 12 where I'll save up little bits yeah. and worst case scenario, I'll pay for it all myself by this time next yeah. year. Um, but it's been only eight days now and we're at 82% funded. Fuck yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. I like, 
it's it feels really fast for me <laughs> um and i i'm so appreciative like it's weird i uh kind of like poked at my uh, family a little bit about it because like i've never met anyone that's donated to the um to the fund in real life yeah but like my family hasn't helped uh they you know, <laughs> i love my family <laughs> again this is just teasing yeah. but they haven't really financially helped pay for education at all so um anyway so and i think part of the reason how i got here was the whole january thing for myself where i was like i'm gonna live off this for a month yeah. and i realized i can do that and it's not that complicated so let's take it the step further like uh so yeah massive sh- shout out to uh the man roger veer himself and also happy belated birthday to him i think it's oh uh, yeah yesterday. happy birthday roger um and then we have uh, molecular huck finn btc fork uh z quest josh thank you very much uh bitcoin out loud john thank you imaginary username poker pooker i don't know uh, George Donnelly and BitcoinCash.site, thank you. Uh, and Omar and Bitcoin Boogaloo, thank you, thank you very much. So grateful, and I'll try and keep everyone updated. Uh, my admissions interview is tomorrow, so fingers crossed. Well, yeah, best of luck, best of luck with that, dude. I'm sure you, I'm sure you, I'm sure you'll kill it. Sounds like you know, it's it's what you want to get done, right? So that that kind of passion that that pays off. I'm sure, I'm sure you've done your. Uh, your prep so yeah like in uh actually in that spirit so yeah though i'm gonna wrap up the show with yeah saying thank you to some of my own uh donators from last week you know i just had the qr code and got uh got a few donations i think about four or five uh and they were all anonymous and yeah same as you like actually i kind of like that i mean if anybody uh donates to this podcast and wants a shout out or you can uh send me a message um but you know, like I, I did feel also a little bit like, well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the crypto vibe, you know, that it's a bit, it's all synonymous. So you know, people just the money comes in, and in some ways, that it even is uh, amazing when you get those uh, tips, you know, and, and and it's just like so, someone in the world thought that this was like valuable, you know, it really, really adds a lot of uh, yeah, warms my heart. Yeah, it really adds a lot of encouragement. And I think you know, if we if we can that that kind of yeah, again, it sort of comes back to what I was saying about the community with uh, people just like rallying together and even just having a, a little bit of that of that money flowing around in the in the community. Where if I you know donate to to you for instance, then like that's BCH to BCH, right? You're not cashing that out for like you know USD or anything like that. And so then that that builds up. That's the most important thing is to build up that crypto internal economy and then as that slowly expands more money flows in uh from the fiat currency and doesn't leave and it just builds up till it becomes a whole goods and services uh type economy so yeah to anybody listening uh you know if you can get paid in bitcoin cash or you can ask people like about that you know that's the real thing don't try and convert people to bitcoin cash don't say hey this is bitcoin cash is the greatest thing just say hey listen can you pay me in bitcoin cash and like that that speaks volumes right like People want something when everyone else wants it, not when they're trying to give it away, right? So, who <laughs> that person say, pay me in Bitcoin cash, like I don't even want your garbage uh, fiat anymore. Uh, don't force it. If they don't want to do it, well, that's fine. You can always buy it on an exchange yourself. But uh, yeah, anyway, in the spirit of all that, I thought, uh, what is some innovative stuff I could do with this donation money? So 
got this plan so the first three people to comment on this uh, YouTube video with I love BCH like is written on the screen here I love BCH um, and a Bitcoin cash address and I'll send you five milli Bitcoin cash so I thought that was kind of interesting because it's like a reverse crowdfunder right like instead of uh, you know, usually in the comments, people are always like, subscribe to my Patreon, or like whatever. It's, it's the other way around. It's like, you can pay your listeners <laughs> for, for listening, right? So if, I don't know where that's going to go or if I'm going to continue that or, but definitely at least once I want to, I want to give that a go. And it, it could be a weird self-funding thing, right? Where people who are donating to me because they like the content, then that money flows out to my listeners and that creates, you know, more of an economy that I, I don't know, right? But, uh, uh, yeah. Real quick, two things before yeah. we go. Uh, have you tried the shareable links in the Bitcoin.com? Oh uh, no, I haven't. But that is similar idea, right? I think that's exactly what you're looking for here. Yeah. Uh, we also use that for the hackathon, and people are quick to grab it. People will accuse you of not putting value <laughs> in the links because other people will grab that shit quick. Um, and the second yeah. thing is uh, one of the things that I did when I announced that I was doing meetups was I just made a paper wallet and held the uh, the whole QR code right on the video. And I was like, if you grab it, like if you can scan it yeah. and go, good. it's yours, have fun. Yeah, all right. I'll have to think. I mean, the, the, the way I had it with the, the three, um, the like the my plan was that if people commented, like then I can pick out the first three, right? Other, yeah, right? otherwise, otherwise yeah. it's literally just like, if I just put up like a, QR code, the first person could just grab all three, right? There's nothing stopping them from doing that either. So whereas it like, like yeah. they comment in the, in the comments, I like, I can at least know they're a legit person and they, you know, they watch the episode till the end, right? Didn't, didn't announce that shit at the start. So, uh, they, yeah. there you go. Uh, we'll have to see about that. And then, yeah, I got a, got a QR code as well here at the end for, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't really necessarily need the money in terms of like paying my bills or anything, but. Uh, whatever whatever cash comes in if people like this uh, podcast it does encourage me to do it more although I'm going to do more anyway but um, you know it is it is it is kind of cool and uh, definitely a few you know a few millibits adds up especially if uh, the price then skyrockets at some point well suddenly you know can be hosting some cool events or like you know there's a bit more of a budget there so yeah anyway thanks thanks for uh, coming on the show dude it's been uh, very much appreciated been good Thanks been, for been real good so yeah might uh might leave it there and uh yeah get this one loaded up now with a nice uh gamestop clickbait title or whatever so everyone can see it's <laughs> it's real topical all right like a stomp <laughs> yeah i haven't started making those uh troll you know what are they called the like um the pictures you know the, the what are they called the little clickable uh the yeah, thumbnails, that's what I'm thinking of, yeah. yeah. I haven't started making the thumbnails yet, but maybe I'll have to get... I, I don't really want this to be clickbaity, but on the other hand, it's clickbait because it works, right? So, you know, it's, it's spreading fun. the message. All right, cool. Well, we'll leave it there. Until next time.